Making and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is episode 52 from Tradition to Trendy, How Technology Changed Fiber Arts. In so many ways. (laughs) In so many ways. Okay. First of all, let's back it up. This is episode 52. Yes. 52. A whole almost year of having a podcast and gaining all of these new listeners as friends and i am pumped i cannot believe that it is episode 52 i know what are we going to call next week is it going to be episode 53 or are we going to start over with like season two episode one or have we talked about I that yet i think it's going to be season two episode one okay i, I like think it. we'll just roll on with the same format we've had um not that we really have seasons per se but that way we can differentiate i guess the years yeah. Because we're in this for the long haul, folks. So right. we fully anticipate years um, of doing this because it's super fun. And this week, uh, we thought we would talk about how technology has really changed knitting and crochet as we once knew it. You know, I think I think our generation is a good mix of both tradition because you know most people our age probably learned their craft from like a grandparent or a relative um but nowadays it's like a trendy thing to just you can look on youtube there's ravelry there's pinterest there's a facebook group for everything that you could think of so like it's readily at your fingertips now if you want to learn something new and i think I don't know, especially with this pandemic, it's definitely given people who are trapped in their houses an opportunity to a new skill. Right. I agree. Um, and for us, like you were saying, we're kind of an in-between generation. Like, we weren't born into the internet. We adapted to it. But some of these kids, like my son, for instance... I mean, I could hand him any piece of technology and he is on it. <laughs> yes. Like, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do and what means what. And I am just not that way. Actually, a coworker of ours, um, I called her this afternoon because she had asked if anybody knew how to rename a document. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Uh I don't know, the document file thing on the computer. And I called her and I was like, we can walk through it together and figure it out. And she's like, no, it's cool. Someone already called me. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, but I was like, I certainly can't, like, I don't know enough to type it out. Like we can walk through it together and I can (laughs) help you. That's what I usually do. I rely heavily on the function that we have at the office of screen sharing. Yes. Because I'll be like, okay, I don't understand what you're saying. Show me your screen. Let me see what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> and for me, that's the easiest way where I can be like, okay, see that box? Click there where those three dots are. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? I can walk through it. But yeah, that screen sharing is a lifesaver for me. Yeah. So I fully appreciate the trend in technology when it comes to that stuff. Oh, yeah. I also think separately from, like, you know, we've talked in the past, you know, like everything were paper patterns or books of patterns. Mm-hmm catalogs and magazines and different things um I've got a great needle workbook from my grandma and it's fantastic it covers a little bit of everything but now you don't necessarily need the books like I treasure it because one it was hers it's 
Two, it has an inscription from Grandpa on the inside. It was his Christmas gift to her in, like, the mid-90s. So, like, I think that's pretty cool, too. But but you can find any pattern you want online, literally anything. And because most of the time, you know, you're doing, like, a digital download, they're cheap. Right. I downloaded the, it's called Fish Lips Kiss Heel pattern uh, on Ravelry for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And back in the day, there's no way for like a dollar you would have got a cool pattern like that. Or you would have had to buy the whole book for a pattern or two that you wanted. Yes. Almost like buying a CD for one song. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Back to the days of CDs. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes you were forced to like, like some of the other songs because you've listened to them enough that you're like you know what this is a good song why yeah. don't they play this one on the radio or my favorite was like the first cd player we ever got we also got two cds that year one of which was seal oh okay which was because mom wanted that <laughs> and then the other one i think tiff got seal and I, the other cd that we got uh was hooting and the blowfish and that was because dad wanted that one. So so just community CDs is what you got. <laughs> yes. But it used to be the coolest thing for me. I've always been a, I am a music in the shower person. Yeah. Like I'm not even sure that I can function to get clean if there is not music playing. Oh. And I've got a waterproof shower radio that Bluetooth to my phone. It's pretty sweet. Oh, that is cool. Um, I sing my heart out in the shower and I know that sounds ridiculous, but I've always been that way. So when we got our first CD player, like I remember taking it in there and setting it up on the stand and you could program like what order you wanted the songs to play in, you know, and that was mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, like having my cue and Ravelry and some of the items on my like to-do list and, I really relate to technology, I guess, and the changes as it comes with it. But I think, too, like in the media, you see it more now. You know, we talked about the swimmer, um, the Great Britain swimmer and diver that oh yeah, was knitting his sweaters all over the Olympics there the last round. Right. Uh, The Olympics are starting in like a week or a week and a half, which I'm really excited about the Winter Olympics. So with it being the Winter Olympics, I am sure there's going to be all kinds of crocheted and knit um items out and about oh i'm sure we'll get to see and i think now too because there is more media coverage um i don't know i think that you know in that way technology is helping younger people want to get into our our crafts here which is good because it's not just an old lady thing like right it's not um i loved we had one of our uh friends in our year-long stitchathon group, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, it is the Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast year-long stitchathon Facebook group. You can find us there. We're making some variations of temperature blankets or scarves, or I think we've got somebody making a shawl. Um, but but we had a friend share a link in there earlier, and I don't know if you saw it, um, about a fan made the weatherman a temperature scarf. Yes. I did. I didn't watch the video, but I saw the article. So, our what is considered 
you know, everything's basically divided up by major cities. We get Columbus news here. Yeah. I know you guys primarily get like Cincinnati news. Right. Um, our Columbus news, I love NBC4, our morning weatherman, Bob Nunley was diagnosed with cancer. And now I feel compelled to make Bob Nunley a weather scarf. Perhaps oh. instead of doing it by temperature maybe starting back at the beginning of the year and making a second project of it but actually doing it on weather precipitation snow rain you know whatever mm-hmm. like weather items right that'd be cute He's already a two-time cancer survivor and bob mm-hmm. nunley if you're listening we love you and we need you to fight really strong we need you to teach us and tell us if it's gonna storm or snow um, but I saw that link and was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to make our weatherman a weather related, like temperature type scarf. So, um, if you're into that, or if you're not sure if you're into that, you can just join us anyway, because it's really fun. So look for our Facebook group, um, and you'll find more about it there. But anyway, I thought that was really neat. Like again, in the media, you know, uh, pretty in depth about the temperature scarf. So that was cool. That is very cool. Um, I was just thinking, too, do you remember back in the day, and I haven't seen these at our Walmart, so I don't know, maybe some other Walmarts or other countries um, might still do this, but do you remember the paper leaflets that was always, like, in the yarn section with the different patterns on it, and you would just, like, take one of the patterns off of, like, the little leaflet sheets? Yep. And they were free, I think. I don't know. I always took them. I assumed that they were. <laughs> so you've been going to Walmart now for 22 years for pattern thievery. <laughs> right. um, I think that they no, were. No, I remember those. And whatever happened also, I mean, kind of related, but while we're there too, do you remember the coupon dispensers that used to always just be in every yes. aisle? Yes. like, I see you looking at those cheese its Here's Yes. For those. My sister and I used to collect all the coupons on those coupon yeah. dispensers. And um, whoever had the most savings of coupons won, but there was no limit to coupons. So you better believe if I could sit there and take 10 coupons out of the coupon dispenser, I did. And my mom would get so mad, too, because people needed those coupons. And we were just some bratty ass kids and I will take all the coupons. So I guess you are the reason those no longer exist. <laughs> Probably. My mom was an extreme couponer though. She had a binder and everything. Oh my gosh, we need her to teach us. I know. Ways. I know. Um, She's going to help us her. can too. I meant to tell you that yesterday. Um mm-hmm. she messaged me the other day. Well, I was messaging her cuz I told her I bought some seed packets. And um she said that she was also um going to be canning this year and she's like but i need to get a propane burner because i have a glass top electric stove and that won't work and i said i will can with you i said i see your need for a propane burner and i just so happen to have one so i said i'll be willing to share my propane burner with you if you'll be willing to share your canning knowledge with me and she said yes she would so i said okay it's a date i said me and you and Brittany, we're gonna have a canning day one of these days excellent oh my goodness i'm excited yeah. for that. so update on that come harvest season which i know different like you really i think can do it kind of all summer into the fall because those things 
are growing. Yes, we might have to have multiple dates. And you're picking them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pick green beans just to have them sit around for a month. <laughs> you right. Know? Yes, Until I can them. Sure. So I think you just have, I think you just have to keep going. And then like the same with tomatoes, obviously they grow like maniacs. So if we're going to do salsa. Or- can you even imagine the salsa that I'm going to make? I feel like you are probably going to turn, you're in like Violet and Willy Wonka. <laughs> you're going to turn into like a tomato. A big tomato. I don't know where all these ulcers came from, from all this acidic <laughs> salsa. Couldn't be all this extra acidic food I'm eating, all of this tomato based salsa. Lucas was giving me crap the other night because I told him it was a salad and he was like, that is not a salad. I said, tell me how it's not. I said, it's all vegetables. Tell me how it's not a salad then. Oh, no. I was laughing the other day because it popped up on my Facebook. I'm not sure if this is considered a salad or not, but I'm having a tomato salad with cheese and cucumbers and ranch. I was just having vegetables in a bowl, baby. Oh. <laughs> um, but I was, was calling it a salad also. Nope. Just oh. decided to cut up some, you know, tomatoes. I love tomatoes. I literally just eat them with salt and pepper. Yes. Plain tomatoes. I like them with cottage them. cheese and salt. I'm weird with cottage cheese. I just like heavy pepper on my cottage cheese. We've got a coworker though that crushes crackers and puts them in her cottage cheese, which is an oh. odd. I shouldn't say odd take. It's probably delicious. I've just never tried it. I mean, I like yeah. crushed crackers and soup and on salad, so I don't know why I wouldn't like it. But yeah. I'm not a fan of the cottage cheese mixed with fruit. I can't do it. No. Cottage cheese is like a savory item and not a sweet item. I I just can't do it. Yeah. Cottage cheese is one of those things I got to be in the mood for it too. Anyway. Me too. And it's got to be the right kind. Like, I don't know why, but they sell the large curd and the small curd. Yeah. And if you get the wrong one, it's just not. not right. So I'm with you on that. It's got to be very specific. Um, so I'm, I'm working through this sock. I've been trying to, I don't think it's going to fit anyone though. I'm a little worried about that. Oh, I mean, it's because it's got the spiral, like, okay, it might fit you. You're small. Um, but it's got the, it's a spiral. So like you do four rows and then you kind of chink it to the left one, the pattern. Mm Mm-hmm. And then repeat that for four rows and then to the left, to the left. I feel like Beyonce. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Um, but it's kind of see the pattern working out, which is really exciting. And I'm getting the hang of it. It's pretty good. Um, but then I got to thinking today because I don't know why. I not, who, who do you know that wears leg warmers? Literally. No one I know wears leg warmers. But I love them and I'm looking mm-hmm. at this pattern like Man, if I were to just do the ribbing at the other end, these would basically make, it would make the best leg warmer pattern, I think. We can always bring leg warmers back. We're bringing back Victorian dresses. Why not? I mean. Wear them with our Victorian dresses and we can create a whole new subset of clothing. I I feel like we're going to have to, here's what I'm thinking on that. I've been putting some thought into it with the potential of an office comeback sometime maybe next year. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go by season. So like spring, I'm thinking like 50s, 60s. I want to wear T-length dresses with petticoats underneath. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the super springy fall would be Victorian style dresses, I think, because it's not snowing yet. We're gonna be dragging our dresses in the snow, <laughs> but we could be wearing like the hoop style perhaps Scarlett O'Hara or so give me yeah. the green curtain dress um, and then like winter we could rock the leg warmers perhaps um, very 80s style stir up leggings and headbands I do love a good side ponytail very Pat Benatar looking outfit <laughs> Yes, minus that Pat Benatar hair. I refuse. Mom gave me that haircut one time (laughs) in high school on accident. And it was terrible. Um, It was one of those things where she just kept looking at it and being like, "Mm, it's a little shorter. Let me just match it up. But then it was like to my ears. um, My stepdad took me to try to get it fixed at the hair salon. And there wasn't really any fixing. Like they tried to like blend it back in a little bit but my entire like freshman or sophomore year it was it was pretty butchy mainly I don't even know what else to call it looking very not my normal look my biggest hair mistake was I tried to dye my hair from jet black to blonde by myself and six boxes of hair dye later it was an oh. emergency <laughs> at that point. Oh, no. I'm glad you didn't, like, melt your hair away. Oh, it was fried. It was, I mean, they probably had to cut off, like, six inches. And the reason why I was doing it was because I had my cousin's wedding that weekend. Oh. And my mom was complaining because my hair was jet black. And she just, she didn't like it. She's like, I can't believe you're going to be in pictures with that black hair, like, in gothic. and blah, blah, blah. So, I was like, all right, fine, I'll color it. So I, which also, by the way, looking back on it, like I was an adult, so I should have just left my hair the way that it was like, who, I don't know why I cared, but I did. So I tried to color it and it was even worse. It was like this orangey, brassy, high C Kool-Aid looking mess. And uh, so then I went back to the store and I bought more hair dye and I did that several times and it was like dry and strawy and crunchy. And mm-hmm. um, my boyfriend at the time, his mom had to come out and she was a hairdresser back in the day. And she was washing it with like Dawn dish soap and tomato juice to try to like tone it a little bit. And it wasn't working. So my mom uh, had to make. And yeah, I'm- that purple shit was not readily available back in the day, was it? <laughs> no. no and my. It. Mom had to make an emergency appointment with a colorist the next day um, to to get it to like a at least a normal-ish looking color. Like it still wasn't great, but it wasn't near as bad as it was. And they had to cut off so much of it because it was just so dead on the ends. And like, I mean, the rest of my hair was super crunchy too, but like they really just couldn't go any shorter. But bad news, the whole situation was bad news and I should have just left it alone we had a co-worker who is no longer a co-worker um they moved to Florida if you will I'm hoping you can pick up who I'm putting down but at one point um we had this old school map and I still have mine because you know I'm a hoarder when it comes to work stuff 
we had this old school map of the country and each area of service was like a different shade of color. Yeah. And I'm a horrible person and so are some of our coworkers, but we used to compare the different shades of people's hair dye colors to colors on the map. Oh. And call them different city names based on that, like, cool, looking awfully Richmond today. Like, stuff like that. Because it, wow. One time this person went from blonde to dark, and I kid you not, they must have swam or something. It was, like, straight up work color green. And oh, no. not, like, meant to be dyed that color. It was a mix of, like, a ash brown along with that color. And it was so bad. It was so oh, bad. Oh, no. It was Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I will never forget it to this day, and that is probably like 13 years ago. Um, oh. But it was really bad, and I just dark hair. I feel like would be easier to fix. Like I get going blonde. That's that's hard, especially that many shades that quick. But yeah. going dark, like couldn't you have just thrown one more box of some kind of brown or reddish brown or something to tone that green out? Yeah. Pretty and two dollar box dye too. Like. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Right. Uh, oh, it was so bad. I don't know. I never really had any bad dye situations. Um, but I did have that horrendous, horrendous. Well, haircut. and while we're talking about uh technology and the trendiness and stuff on it, can I also talk about how sometimes I get on Pinterest and I look at these different styles and things that one I'm probably a little too old or too conservative to really pull off, especially these days. Um, But they always look so cute. And I'm like, on the right person, that looks really cute. I feel like the meme that's like cute girls in the fall and it's like, you know, buffalo plaid shirt, leggings, boots, cute. And then it's like me. And then it's like a lumberjack. Like I so relate to that because it's the same I see all these cute looks and they look cute on everyone and then I try to look cute and it's like just stop please just stop <laughs> and well and you know they're professionally done up and I am by no means a professional and like I can't blend colors I can't contour god and they get... make it look so easy so I've been trying to do some different videos on our TikTok. If anybody is listening and you just want to see use TikTok because that's basically what's happening. Um, <laughs> you can find us at Needle60L on TikTok. I have a few videos there. You can see um, my pile of yarn when I had to rip the sock all the way back out that I was working on. And um, tonight I posted an update of where I'm at with it so far. But um, it's... I don't know. Follow us there because I'm really trying. But I see some of these videos and the contouring. They're like, beep, beep, beep. Use these four colors. Watch me put it on my face. I look scary. Beep, beep. Oh, now I look like a model. And I'm like, ah, there's no way. Man. Those ones draw me in. And then I don't know if you've seen any of those of the poly gel nails. Yes. Yep, those ones also will suck me right in where they're like, oh, all you got to do is put a little bead of this stuff on the inside of this nail. Yes. Let's decorate it with glitter. Put it on. Ta-da! Look at your beautiful nail. And I know that that for me. <laughs> no. no. Sometimes I wonder on the ones that I've seen where 
like the people all made up like you know it's this, the same person because like the facial features and stuff but like they don't look like the same person because of all of the makeup and stuff that they yes. have yes when and, it's like you'll never believe that this right. is me and then it's like da, da, and then it flashes and you're like what in the heck Right. And then sometimes I'm like, man, could you imagine, though, being. I wonder like, the same. You know what I mean? Like, someone. You wake up the next morning. Yes. At someone's house. Is there some sort of, I don't know, sticker shock? Is there a stranger in my house? Yes. yes. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe I, maybe I should backtrack. Maybe I shouldn't say this on our podcast. But I think of situations like, you know, how there are people who pick people up at bars and they have like one night stands and stuff. And it's like, that is not who you took home the night before. Right. Or maybe you forget. Because like, I, I mean, I guess people like that probably don't forget. And they probably use the good makeup that doesn't just come off. But like, I forget that I wear makeup and will just straight up like have one giant raccoon eye because I've wiped <laughs> it or something. So like, could you fathom like waking up and you're like half of that face is gone? <laughs> you have an eyelash stuck to your cheek. <laughs> or like what the hotel pillow looks like afterwards. Oh man. I, I don't know, know. But um, yeah. And some of those, fo- I re- there's some of the foundations I really want to try. But I'm going to need somebody just to send me some samples or something. Because I, hashtag mom life. I cannot bring myself to spend that much money on makeup when I don't even regularly wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching a YouTuber one time and I loved the way that she did her makeup on there and she always lists like in the description the makeup that she uses and I priced it all out one day and I was like oh okay $400 though to to get that look <laughs> oh no, my gosh for $400 I better get a new face right so back to Revlon it is <laughs> yeah I yes precisely give me that Maybelline <laughs> um, yeah I don't know so our temperature blanket long. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of days here to catch up on mine, which is okay because I'll get there. But um, I want to give a shout out, one, to everybody that is keeping up in our group because it is a lot to keep up with. Like I said, I'm a couple days behind right now, but that's only because I'm really distracted by trying to get this sock done. I yeah. find myself only wanting to work on it, but that's my own problem. Um. I'm thoroughly enjoying the different color schemes, though, that everybody is using. Yes. Um, I just, I'm stunned by some of... And the like, different stitches, too, that people have been using. Yes. Ashley from the Heirloom Nook. Her stitches and her colors, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. How did you even think of this? Like, it looks so cool. And, um, you know, we've got... I just Jessica in there from Peace and Time, who I'm glad she's feeling better, by the way, Jess. We're glad we've been hoping you're better. Um, but hers is turning out great. Like everybody's color variations and how far apart they did or the different, you know, birthdays using glitter yarn. And like, I don't know, we've kind of talked about that, but it's just so neat to now see them really progressing because we're almost a full month in. You so, know what I'm thinking about doing on yeah. mine and I've got literally only a couple days to decide but i'm thinking about doing my my chevron blanket it's gonna have to say chevron i mean i i could probably do different stitches but i'm not gonna go in all that with that but the other one the rainbow colored one that i'm doing i'm thinking i want to do a different kind of stitch for each month 
I also think I'm going to do that. I saw okay. that in the group and I thought, you know what? As bored as I get with stuff, I think that that would be a fun differentiation without having to add. Some people are choosing to add like a border couple of rows between each month. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to make mine any longer because I'm worried yeah. about that already. So I feel like switching up pitch would give you still like the variation of month to month change up, but not add any length to it. Right. And I like textures too. I think it's, it adds dimension to it. Yes. I did this first row. No, that's a lie. This first month um, in the basket stitch. So I'm probably going to pull out grandma's book, honestly, and look at, okay, well, what can I do next? I'm a fan of the waffle stitch. That's a pretty easy one. I could always go for a basic, just a full-on nothing but knit stitch. That would be super easy every night just because it's mindless. It's like the the very first stitch I ever started with. So I don't have to look what I'm doing it per se. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and can we talk about too, as far as the development of technology, we wouldn't be able to do these groups and things without Facebook, which I think adds some extra... Uh, I don't know, fun or whatever the word is I'm looking for to the traditional type of crocheting because we can see hundreds of people's uh, or thousands, depending on what group you're in, different ideas and patterns and maybe you should try this or do this or, you know, how can you oh. help me with this? And it's like, yes. Could and you that... ask a book that? No. Like, right. I mean trial and error I guess or maybe some people that you know that do knitting or crochet but to be able to ask a question and have hundreds if not a thousand people have an educated experienced response for you is priceless yeah I agree there's been times that I've been like looking at a pattern when I was trying to work some of the lace patterns out of grandma's book um I didn't realize how the asterisks work on like the repeating portion of the patterns. And I kept trying and trying and like, it just looked like a freaking spider web. Like it, I mean, it was a hot mess. Like I had no clue what was happening. So I sent a picture of just part of it and said, you know, what, what am I missing here? And posted it. And within like 10 minutes, I mean like 10 different women had answered and saying like, Hey, here's what you're missing. If you just do this here and here, then, you know, repeat this you'll be good. And like, I tried it and I was like, update, here you go. It worked. Thank you. And like Mm -hmm. you said, at 11 o'clock at night, I couldn't have called someone with experience to get, you know, an update on that. And that's usually when I'm trying to check stuff out, you know, or you Um, might've pulled it out 17 times and tried it different ways until you found the right combination or whatever for you. And just by somebody saying, eh, maybe try this. And then it's like, problem solved. Great. Moving on. Right. Yes. Thank you for that. Or um, I saw, uh, gosh, this has been a while ago. And one of the groups, a lady was t- we're talking about weaving in ends, which for my temperature blanket, I'm just not trying to have any ends to weave. So I'm magic nodding, roll it on. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other projects, obviously, that may not work. This is just kind of a no specific pattern situation, so it's fine. But saw a video where they used um, a latch hook to weave in the ends of their knitted projects. And I was like, whoa, what? 
So I look and it's like a, it looks like a crochet hook, but it's got a little latch on the other side. Yep. And you just like, you know, loop it in a few stitches, loop your tail around it. And as you pull back down, that latch closes and pulls the tail through those stitches. So it, I mean, I just was like, man, who thinks of this stuff? And again, if it wasn't for, you know, the different technology that we do have, I mean, we wouldn't be able to share these tricks we've learned or, you know, I've tried that pattern 17 times. It's written wrong. Here's what I figured out about that. You know, that's Mm -hmm. helpful because I see that a lot too. Like, not that it's written wrong. I shouldn't say that, but it's just not written well sometimes. Oh, I've had some written wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's helpful when someone else has also tried that pattern out to say like, hey, save yourself the trouble. Here's what you should do on this part. And I, you know, I thoroughly appreciate that too. But, you know, I think as great as technology is, I do wish I had the aspect of like a grandma or someone teaching me because I just feel like that part of it gets lost on technology a little bit. You're not gaining that time with that person to learn that craft with them or learn it the way they learned it you know it you're Mm -hmm. learning it from a book or from a youtube video or whatever which is fine but you know the old school person here and me thinks that that part of it was really cool you know back in the day when technology wasn't around and the only way you could learn it was to learn it because your grandma or somebody you knew did it and you know that that's a a family skill or you know your family is known as a family of weavers like well, what do they call it? They say like each one teach one. Yes, yes, that's it. Which Remy tries really hard to learn knitting now. She is getting the hang of it. She completed a whole row by herself the other day. Oh, nice. Um, I helped her cast on like twenty stitches, and you know she just went through, did the row, turned her work, and then stopped for a little bit. But I'll tell you what. Um, it is in her blood, just like her aunt Sarah and her mom. Uh, she come in after practicing for a bit and was like, yeah, so I ripped all that back out. It's in a ball on the couch. I'll try again later. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Um, so at the ripe age of eight, she's totally frogging stuff out, royally pissed off about it. Um, so that gave me a laugh. It starts early, I guess. Uh, but you know, it's, it's good. I like that you know, we can teach her those things. She can also watch YouTube and follow up to work on it on her own. That's what I like. I think about YouTube. Um, I could pause something and be like, "Mm, I don't think that's how they did that. Go back. What's what are they doing? And like really hone in on what they're doing. Certain stitches are cast on. I've tried to do or how to cast off. I had to watch a YouTube video for that. Um, but I think, you know, it's nice that you, you can pause it, you can go back, you can save that video. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So I think, yeah. I don't know. I think we're fortunate right now. It's really the best of both worlds. I agree. And I've got more patterns saved on Pinterest and Etsy than I have days in my life left to live. I'm pretty sure. So... I... I just don't even know, but there's just so many. And then every time I see somebody post something, 
that looks cool or I like the color combination or whatever, you better believe I'm going through the comments because pet peeve of mine. I don't know if this is going to be our dirty look of the week. I don't know if you have anything else right now Ooh, for a dirty look. It. But What do you got? Um, people who post their work or whatever, um, but they don't list the yarn that they used or the pattern that they used, if there oh. was one. Because yeah. then you better believe within the first couple comments, is somebody going to say, did you use the pattern for this? Can I get the pattern, please? Or link oh, or whatever. Yarn. What is that? Or the yarn. Right. I am considerate enough when I post things in groups, you know, crochet groups or whatever, that with the picture I say, I use pattern, blah, 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 with the link. And yarn, blah, 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 with, you know, whatever the brand name and color is. One, to save myself time, because I guarantee you, within a couple minutes of me posting it, there will be someone asking for the pattern and the color of the yarn. So, yes. save myself time on that one. And two, like, let's just consider it. Like, I don't know. I mean, I get if you don't use a pattern, but if you do credit the person whose pattern you used, there's yes. a good chance they're probably in your group too and really like to see your work and can also probably benefit from also selling that pattern and I don't mind to pay for patterns so if I buy your pattern I really like it and I think it looks really nice I don't mind to share it and I mean I won't share the pattern but the link right that's another thing I'm a stickler on too is I'll buy patterns and then some people will ask me for the pattern. I'm like, no, I paid for it. You need to pay for it too. Like that's like, we're all in this business together. I know not right. everybody knits or crochets to sell their work, but I do. And I know if I was a person who wrote patterns and sold them, I would not feel okay with somebody buying my pattern and then mass distributing it to all of their crafting friends so well I agree and I, I struggle sometimes with like okay so the sock pattern I'm working right now it is a spiral tube sock pattern and it's I mean it's pretty basic probably anybody could that's been knitting at least a year could probably look at it and just decipher what the pattern is mm-hmm. I found it on Pinterest it was free um but some groups are weird when you share a pattern. Oh, you're sharing that pattern and it's uh, deleting you from the group. Or So I'm always really hesitant. So I did post a picture of my sock and said, working on this, it is a spiral tube sock pattern. So, I mean, anybody could probably go to Pinterest and type that and find it yeah. like I did. But I did put, um, this is Patton's Croy Sock Yarn in colorway Purple Haze. Because I agree on that. Like, if I have the info, and I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for sharing it with the pattern, um, I, I will gladly, gladly put it all in there and save you the trouble. Now, I was in one group. I think we dirty looked them a while back because I got kicked out of a group because it was called Patterns Only Group. Uh-huh. And I accidentally commented and told someone that it their product that they had posted the picture of like they did a really great job oh yeah I remember (laughs) yeah not okay you cannot tell people great job this is a pattern only group you can only comment on the pattern and I was like what I was it was a good job I was saying it was a no yes Uh, I've never had that but I I do sometimes like 
if I see something that looks really cool or I really like it or whatever, and then I have to go through the comments and see if anybody else has asked for the pattern because I don't want to be the person too that is also asking when other people have asked and but usually if you go up far enough in the comments someone has asked and then they have posted you know the pattern link as a reply to that person's comment but I'm like just not everybody will go back and look through comments like I do and then you're going to be asked multiple times for the pattern just put right. the pattern link in the description save <laughs> us the trouble right now. <laughs> Right. There was one the other day that I saw. All the time. Help me help you. Yes. There was another um, one that I saw that I was like, man, that would be a really cool pattern for a man. Um, like it was a blanket pattern. You know, I hate blankets, but it was a blanket pattern. Um, and the woman had made it for her husband. And she said it was really long. She said he was like six four and it, you know, fit him in his recliner really well and whatever um and it was a I mean it was a really nice like manly looking pattern if that makes sense like it wasn't frilly or anything obviously it wasn't like shell stitches or flowers right. or anything but it was like a nice uh, tight stitch and she didn't post the pattern on the description and there must have been 20 or 30 people in there asking for the pattern and she was commenting the link as a reply to all of their comments oh and i'm like just put it in the description and people will quit asking you right (laughs) just edit the original right and nobody was going back through the comments to look but i did click on the pattern and i um saved it to my pinterest board because i did really like it but like could have saved yourself a lot of time though by putting that in the description i know it is crazy um so we're gonna go with we said season two episode one will be next week sarah and i are we have a lunch plan saturday which i'm pumped about yes and we will likely be Talking and planning about the next year and what our plans are. We are going to work on um, a video of some sort, maybe once a month, maybe more. I don't know what you guys think. Um, So give us your feedback and what you'd like to hear more about this upcoming season, too. Yeah, any topics that you want to talk about or ideas? We're we're down with anything, so we would love your feedback. Find us on Instagram at NeedlesHooksDL or on Facebook at NeedlesHooksDL or on TikTok because we're slowly getting there at NeedlesHooksDL. Um, or you can email us. I mean, we'd love to just hear from you in general. You can send us an email spelled all the way out, NeedlesHooks and Dirty Looks at gmail.com. Otherwise, we, from the bottom of our hearts, sincerely appreciate you sticking with us for an entire year so we are excited oh. for what season two is going to bring yes welcome bulgaria bulgaria and shout out really quickly also before we get out of here antarctica <laughs> we're looking Where at you, at? you we're looking at you <laughs> you're the only continent that is not listening currently we have 26 countries that we are so thankful for. Seriously, you guys, we we love it. And we hope that you just keep doing this with us and message us, reach out to us. Uh, Bulgaria, we welcome you. Uh, Antarctica, I hope we're welcoming you next week for episode one. 
Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes for season two here. But um, find us on all of the media outlets. Like we said, most of them are Needles Hooks DL. Or you can email us, needleshooksanddirtylooks at gmail.com. Otherwise, we will catch up with you for our one-year anniversary show, season two, episode one, next week. Bye. Bye.